Live Radio 191 FM podcast. Right, tomorrow night we'll see the New Zealand premiere of The Triumph and Tragedy of Martin Phillips, The Chills. Was at the front of that. It was supposed to be at the front of that. It's at the Regent Theatre tomorrow night. The red carpet will be out. Uh, all the um, hum-diggly-bum-bums from oh, Dunedin will be out, I guess. Um, and I'm joined by Martin Phillips right now. Morena to you, Martin. Good morning. How are you today? I'm actually pretty good. Yeah? yeah. Great. Well, it's a beautiful, crisp Dunedin morning, how they should be. It is. I've been watching the uh, leaf blower and thinking, if I ever do retire, that would actually be quite a nice job, just yeah. going out and blowing leaves. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, we need it right now. It's crazy out there. Yeah. Uh, just walking in here this morning, I slipped over right on that footpath out there on some leaves. So um, they've taken their time. Anyway, um, now I want to kick off. The, the film was seen uh, by audiences at South by Southwest um, for its world premiere. Uh, but this Wednesday, it's been shown here at home. Is that Which is more nerve-wracking? And what well, do I mean? Is is it nerve wracking? But you know, which one is are you more excited for? Uh, definitely more excited for the hometown one because yeah. uh, there are more people aware of the story, more people actually involved with it. Um, there'll be a, a number of people who've been either film fraught, who haven't made the final cut, or have, and yeah, just it's it's much more personal. Obviously, it resonates. It resonates here. Um, and I should mention, this is a, although it's a premiere, it's actually uh, open to the public. For, you can buy tickets to yes. it, which is unusual. So, for, um, so yeah, I hope people come along and check it out. Yes, I, th- I believe they will be. Yeah, tickets are on sale uh, from ticketdirect.co.nz. Um, and we're going to give away some passes as well. Um, now, I talked to you earlier about a couple of things I noticed in the film, little Easter egg bits, and I don't know if they deliberately put them in, but one other one I saw was because it was first shown in Austin, and the opening scene is an Austin Powers poster. Now, was that, de- was that deliberate? <laughs> no, that's... The, oh, I think you started a little wee bit deep there. I've gone a little I, bit deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there was no <laughs> way we could have known about the Austin, Texas business at the point that was that was filmed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, boy, that's interesting. The, <laughs> the universe works. In <laughs> well, you're a big film buff, so you're probably a big, you know, Easter egg kind of guy. And you're looking for little bits and pieces within films, but they kind of lay in there. Pretty much any time somebody's like buy a book, a bookcase or something, I'll, I'll freeze and try. If it's still got zoom function, I'll zoom in and try and see what's on, <laughs> the, on the, in the box. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now I don't want to give uh, too much away. Um, no real spoilers, but um, there are times. You know, in this film, and, 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 you know, Dunedin Knights will know, you know, you've been facing your mortality. Um, you know, it's been right in your face, and the camera's been right in your face at those times during the film. How do you deal with that? You know, not necessarily, you know, how do you deal with that camera being right there? You know, or was it, was it so insignificant next to the news that it kind of just blurred? It was the weird sequence of events, and that I'd already sort of given. Uh, undertaken to sort of be part of the movie mm. when those first scenes actually happened. We, we were going and expecting me to be told, you know, got to clean up your act, you're not very healthy. We were not expecting to be told I might be dead within, you know, wow, six, okay. six to two years, whatever, I mean, six months. Oh, so you walked into the hospital having no idea that was going to No, happen. so you can imagine that that was not just shattering for me, it was the whole film crew. Yeah. Was like, you know, we were devastated. It sort of, it, it threw the entire project into a kind of a almost panic mode because we suddenly realise the telling of the story might have a real finite deadline to it. Yeah. <laughs> no <pun> intended. <laughs> yeah. But all the things that we'd talked about covering, me dispersing my kind of collections um, and stuff, they, you know, suddenly can, can we actually do this? Yeah. And, and I had to sign off on two possible out, outlines 
the, the good one and the bad one. You know, what, what would happen if I was not unable to see the project right through? Well, that, uh, that's the great thing about this documentary. You know, it's, a do- it's about the past, but it's also about the, the present at the time. So it was telling a story whilst creating a story in itself. A story was happening whilst you were telling a story. So I mean, so that's you know, not only do you feel that you've learnt something about the band, a band that you've loved for for many years, but you're also going on a journey with you at that time. It's 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 an interesting, and it's a different point to what most documentaries are like. Yeah, exactly. Because f- f- what's been happening with the chills is a remarkable wave of interest. Um, that's been sort of gathering again over the last few years, including the recording of the last two albums and including uh, the European tours and most particularly the recent American tour. So all of that was building up. There was an incredible amount of work going on and we were trying to sort of film this kind of other thread of my health journey at the same time. So Mm. uh, it's been, you know, not always an easy project by any means, especially having to delve into my past, confront old issues, mm. open old wounds, mm-hmm. um, while trying to be creative and Mr. Kind of like, hey, this is a great time of my life. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same that's time. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and yeah, we learn a lot about you and we learn a lot about the chills during the documentary. How much did you learn about the chills? Uh, I learned, uh, yeah, that some of the problems I'd kind of like washed over a bit in terms of communication, particularly in the early days were more serious than I thought the impact on people's lives you know just um, seeing people still literally upset decades later or or still treasuring those memories you know but basically saying being part of the chills all that time ago is still a crucial part of my life mm-hmm. it was just kind of that impacted not just me but but my my new band you know they they came away having only known some of these people by name yes yeah. list like this massive list of old chills suddenly realising that what they are actually carrying forward now is is a, a legacy with a lot more weight and responsibility than perhaps they were aware of. I mean, yeah. that's, what, that's what they've been saying to me. And it's not just your legacy, it's every other person that was in that band's legacy. All these people put their lives into it, yeah. yeah. And that's management and all these other people. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people have believed in the band on the way. And so the good thing about what's been happening lately is it's payback time, finally, uh, for some of those who really kind of you know, we're spun off mm-hmm. and on the on the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. Uh, yeah, I think that your success now um, will hopefully be some payback for them. If you, yeah, yeah if that's what you mean. I, I fully I get that. Um, through the brave world and the submarine bells eras, there were two extremely talented and tight lineups. Uh, members of both which I guess deserved some credit for making um, those eras so successful um, yet I guess they felt kind of undervalued um, do you regret how you handled those situations were you you know were you wearing rose glasses at, at those times because I mean people were celebrating your, your writing um, people were celebrating the band all this work you've put in for all these years um, do you think that you know you were you were just focused on on one thing and not seeing the periphery? Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I will say in my defence that for the making of the movie, those uh, themes had to be kind of trimmed down. There were yeah. obviously all sorts of aspects of to things that were going on. But um, by the time we even reached the late eighties, I'd already seen a lot of people come and go of of their own volition. So to me, members coming and going had become a sort of a normal thing. Mm. 
and it's only with hindsight you suddenly realise in fact that was a really special bang and you should have gone to more effort to communicate and that's when I also will take 90% responsibility <laughs> but we also had around us um, people in the industry uh, management and stuff who should be able to say to us hey you guys aren't communicating properly you know you do have something special work it out you know talk talk amongst yourselves yeah and we didn't and we were we were young and kind of it was easier to break away from something than actually put in the work and confront each other and talk openly about some of these issues yeah it's a hard thing to do it's yeah. a hard thing to do and it's management's job partially but you yeah. know I, I, I was I'm head of the band and I will, I will yeah, I'll take responsibility for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, you know, I mean, I mean, it must be hard being the head of the band and having so many lineups. And I guess you, you touched on that before because they, they felt like they were in a band and maybe sometimes you felt like they were in your band. Well, you know, you felt like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I guess that's fair enough. And I can only imagine what it's like feeling like people are coming to, and going all the time and thinking that's just the way it is and you're just so used to it that it's just happened again and you'll be fine. Yeah, and and it's a weird mixture where I need a band to to fully realise what I'm hearing in my head, you know, to give yeah. it that power and stuff. But at the same time, it's a very personal vision musically. Mm. So, um, you know, that makes it very difficult for people because when we do drift into, let's see what we actually do as a band when we play together, to my ears, most of the time we start drifting into more recognisable territory of other other yeah. people and that's when I kind of put the brakes on or, or yeah. perhaps not too tactfully point out now we're starting to sound like your favourite band and, yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> and and that's part of what's not really covered in the movie is just the, the that was tried out a, a number of times in fact most lineups we'd try and do that we'd try and sort of jam and see what, what would come out of it and some some magic but generally it was better if I went away, came back with a kind of at least a sketch of the, of the song, and then that would have the atmosphere that we would all then create. Yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, Snowbound, your last record, such a good record, um, made with a new lease on life. You know, clean hope. You can't, you're out of that fog of, of hepatitis and and opiates. What does that record mean to you? Um, especially the reaction to it is mm. was so positive. It's just. Uh, I think it's, it's been a very timely record. I think that that I'm old enough and wise enough. The band has got enough reputation that people will at least give us a listen if, if they know there's a new Chills record. Yeah. And I think the themes that we're dealing with um, have resonated with a lot of people. I mean, they're not they're not cliched takes on some very important issues at the time. And from an older person's perspective, are we still relevant? You know, can we still actually contribute to this? With our lifetime of experience, have we now become redundant? And I think that's you know that's something a lot of people have sort of kind of related to. Yeah, I think everybody that grows up has to and grows older because yeah. that, that I mean that's how it happens to all of us that exact feeling I guess. Yeah, well you either sort of decide no. I mean it's the the fervor of the of the young and the determination that's that's a crucial part of it. But there's also a kind of a a broader view of having watched the kind of ripples of history actually in front of your eyes and, and just the way people and gatherings of people will respond to each other. So you start seeing that happening and it's like, ah, I can I can see this is something that's repeating. Yeah. And and younger people won't won't perhaps be as, as aware. So there's you know, there's, it's great to keep that dialogue going. Yeah, I mean history always repeats. Um, you know, Neil Finn said differently, but he was wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was wrong. Um, all right, so, I mean, like I said, I don't want to give too much away, so I don't want to go in depth too much stuff. Um, but just just finally, I, I guess um, the collecting has always been a really big part of your life. Um, you know, you collected a lot of um, things that, I guess, brought you joy. Um, purchasing them uh, themselves um, brings a lot of joy and a lot of distraction. Um, but you always kept writing. You always seemed like throughout the film you're always writing. You're always quite prolific. There was that time in Lake Howear that you were writing in a really devastating space, and how you did that, I don't understand. Uh, but I don't write, so of course I don't. But, you know, was, the, was collecting, you know, at times, was the collecting a kind of a way of getting away from that? Did it fill the void for music and for people? Uh, I can see now that it became almost retail therapy at a time mm. just kind of the the collecting uh joy became a bit of a mania of filling that gap having the complete collection mm. the initial idea at least in my head was justified by saying i was going to be passing it on to my children or something like that and of course don't have any so you know you know you're kind of kidding yourself after a while but this you're still kind of you you know you want season three when you've got season one two <laughs> and four and um of whatever it is and that kind of stuff so yeah and then all of a sudden you look around and it's just like there's you're not actually sharing with anybody anymore all the people who used to gather together and listen to music or watch movies they've all got families they're all off you know busy with mm. their own lives you're still living is kind of like um almost uh, cyclical adolescent kind of dream and it's that's pretty scary to come across that yeah yeah you kind of woke up and grew up i guess you're still trying yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we all are well I, well I am i am apparently i'm peter pan so my my friends say uh anyway so um tomorrow night the big premiere uh a bit of a lineup some people are playing music they they are. I should I should say that the chills aren't because um, there has been rumours that we were or or that I'm playing, but it's just been there's too much else going on. But we've got very special guests who are doing, I think, not just chill stuff, sort of a, a really good uh, collection of material, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. They're kind of keeping it secret from me too, so I don't yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, um, Nadia Reed's playing. Yeah, um, which is amazing, and uh, I know Steve Animal is a humongous fan. Yep, I like one of your biggest fans, I think, Eva. Yeah. Um, so she she'll be playing, which is amazing as well. Um, and I'm not quite sure who else. Uh, Mike McLeod, em Emily Fearlight. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're still still in. Nice, nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes perfect sense. I think they're both quite heavily influenced by you, I'd say. Um, all right. So that's happening at 6:30 tomorrow night. Um, the opening is there'll be a red carpet for people to walk. <laughs> And questions and answers mm. afterwards, which yep. is going to be an interesting. I, I think they're going to be tougher questions from a Dunedin crowd than <laughs> perhaps they were in Austin. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, and one thing I should point out, which is this movie was made for uh, as a feature film. It was not designed to be like a, t a TV sort of documentary. So the, the sheer scope of it and the sound of it look, it's going to look great on mm. the big screen. So. Um, and the music sounds good, and then you've got the kind of like the Dunedin Otago background to that. So I'm really pleased with what they've done. I think they've actually created something quite special. Yeah. And it's going to be one of your few chances to see it on a big screen. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree visually. It looks amazing. And you do, you capture so many great um, parts of the city, the beaches down the coast, and the sounds. And, you know, it's almost like you can smell them because I know them so well because I grew up there. <laughs> you know, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, they should bring back smell-o-vision. 
They should. They should be pumping in sea spray smells in uh, <laughs> certain parts of that film. Um, all right, so there are still tickets available, but you better hurry up. Um, they're from ticketdirect.co.nz. General release on Thursday? Yep, Thursday 2nd. Uh, there's an Auckland premiere on the 4th, which mm-hmm. I'll be going up for. Um, and yeah, and there's other news as other festivals around the world have become interested as well, but nothing I can announce quite yet. Cool, oh, that's fantastic. Um, Martin, thank you so much for coming in again. It's always a pleasure. Oh, I love being here. It's like a second home. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a bit hot this morning. Sorry, I have the heater on full crank. Right, what are we going to hear? I'm going to play a track from Snowbound. I reckon Deep Belief. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it deals with mortality and uh, it seems appropriate somehow. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm just so glad that it's one thing you're not having to deal with at the moment. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.